kind of the pressure that you can put on yourself is trying to focus a little bit too much on rankings, but it's not something you can really avoid when you're sitting on that bubble because you're worried about what event you're going to get into, whether you're going to be playing in the majors. Do I book a flight to Europe? Do I not? So it's not really something you can avoid, um, but now it is because I won. So that's nice. Welcome back to Any Given Monday. Uh, awesome one this week. Alexa Pano, LPGA winner, star of Short Game. For those that have not watched the Netflix, go watch it. When she was six, been in front of a camera her whole life. Just won. First time she ever played Lynx Golf. She won in Ireland on the LPGA Tour. Uh, she has a very cool sponsor. The New, New England Patriots are on her bag, on her shirt. Uh, talks about her dad being on the bag and uh, turning pro and what the decision was like, whether she should have gone to college. So very appreciative of her um, rising star in the LPGA, obviously. Before we get into it, you're in the garage, as you can see, if you're watching it on YouTube. Today, literally today, friends are coming over. We're going to build our SkyTrack simulator. They sent me a simulator. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Hopefully, we get it up today. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Thanks to SkyTrack. Thanks to Golf Tech. On the Golf Tech side, go get lessons. Go get fitted. GolfTech.com. There's definitely one near you. It's an awesome way to improve your game. GolfTech.com. Can't wait for the simulator. Without further ado, I'm going to go build my simulator because I already did the interview. Alexa Pano. Alexa Pano, who says, who claims, and we'll get into it, that she is a fan. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I walk. I was at the Kroger uh, Queen City uh, event. I'm walking uh, away from the range, I think, and Alexa's walking towards. I was going to say hello anyway and congratulate her on her win, and she said hello to me. So, Alexa, tell the, the haters that didn't believe me that you approached me and, and said that you're a fan. Yeah, I definitely did. I had kind of seen your Instagram that you were caddying. Um, and I'd been like following your Instagram and reading articles for a little while. And so I had to take the opportunity to like show the support. Yeah. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> uh, before we get into your win, and I mean, since then you've played awesome let's kind of go back and first let's talk about turning pro Alexa was there any the, the women's game is a little bit different a lot of women turn pro at a young age was there any conversation with your family or any thought about college or waiting to turn pro or any of those what were those conversations like yeah I definitely um I considered all of my options I started super young looking at colleges because when my visiting process started, they had not yet changed the rule um, that you weren't able to do visits until like junior year. Mm -hmm. So I think I took my first unofficial visit to the University of Georgia at 12. So it started super young. Um, and I had a lot of thoughts about going to college, but then the rule changed um, when I was about 14, I want to say. And around that same time, I had started getting into 
professional events, um, exemptions into different tournaments. And that's kind of once I got a taste of playing golf at the highest level, I really kind of knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, and so while I was still talking a little bit about college, I had a lot of plans to turn turn professional and um yeah and then I signed up for Q school and kind of committed to it when I did that so mm-hmm. so what has been the biggest surprise as a professional golfer like you I have to believe there's not an interview you've ever done that hasn't asked you about short games but short game but I'm not going to ask you about short game. uh <laughs> for those that haven't go watch it on Netflix um I mean like having a camera being in the public eye in some sense has been for, I mean, literally your entire life. Uh, so I would guess your transition to uh, pro golf would have been maybe a little bit easier for than others, yeah. but what was kind of the biggest surprise once you did turn pro Alexa that maybe you didn't expect, or was there any of that? Yeah, I, I think the transition from amateur golf to Epson tour was a little bit easier because I had had a lot of experience competing on the Epson tour and that's not a ton different. Um, But transitioning from Epson to LPGA tour was definitely um, a lot more of a change than I was expecting. The weeks are super short. Um, There's not a lot of course access and being a rookie that can be really hard learning the course is so fast. and the week to week travel gets harder when you don't have like a full day dedicated to travel. It's like you have to get there and then play Monday right away. Um, because I, before I won, I didn't really get into any pro am. So Wednesday was normally just practice for me. So I think that was the biggest um, thing for me was just learning how to manage it. And I feel like I've got a much better schedule down now. But um, getting to the LPGA tour rookie season's not easy and i think i kind of everyone told me that but i kind of thought okay well it'll be easy for me um it's not it's a struggle it's a lot of learning um and it's been a great experience but a lot of learning for those that are listening if you like finish a tournament on sunday monday you can come in monday qualifiers on the lpga tour are often played on the course that are there so that limits when you can practice Tuesday is usually a, a practice day. And then Wednesday, like Alexa said, if you're not in the Pro-Am, you really don't have access to the course. So you, as a rookie, you're going to all new courses. And basically, if you don't, if you get there late Monday, you have one day to learn a golf course. So do you, looking back at the beginning of the season, Alexa, is that what, so uh, made your first cut, finished 57th, then missed like six cuts in a row. I assume you knew it's obvious that your game transitioned to the LPGA, but all the outside stuff is that, is that kind of what looking back you've affected that? Um, I think definitely a little bit, but there's also um, a lot of pressure kind of first year coming on and you have to learn to adapt to that and be ready for it. But I put a lot of pressure on myself at the beginning of the year. Um, You know, it's always a big worry about status or where you are in CME or um, coming out of Q series, there's no guarantee that you're going to be playing the whole year. So I think I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself and then that mixed in with um, experiencing everything for the first time, just kind of all hit me in that 
um, like you said, that stretch where I was struggling. And um, now I think I had some decent finishes right before I had, um, I didn't get into the European stretch. And so I had some time off to kind of, you know, get my game in a really good place. And then that mixed in with me starting to get comfortable on the tour is what really, I think, led to more of a trend of success. When you say comfortable on the tour, is it like you talked about a little bit, what your week looks like? Is it feeling like you belong out there? Is it a combination of all of what works for you best in longer weeks? Is it a combination of all of those things? Yeah, definitely a combination. Um, it's it's not easy. It's a big adjustment from amateur golf. Um, there's so many good players out there, so you have to be playing well at all times to um, to really compete. So there's just there's a lot that goes into it, and um, I think it's tough to kind of figure that out. Um, on your own. Luckily I had my dad helping me a lot throughout it, but yeah, it definitely, there were times where it was a collective struggle out there, but um, things have felt a lot easier lately. That's for sure. Real quick in the middle of this interview, want to talk about swag golf, awesome club covers, awesome putter covers, but also awesome putters. Uh, some people don't know about those. And so Nick Hardy, PJ tour winner uses them. Rian Gibson, corn Ferry tour, Anna Norquist, LPGA Tour winner, all use swag putters. Nick is one of my favorite people, as you know. Uh, been on this podcast multiple times. Great dude. They switch out his bag every six weeks. Uh, just finished 52nd on the FedEx Cup points. One of my favorite dudes and awesome ambassador for swag golf. So I carry the Uncle Sam club cover, the Macho Man Randy Savage putter cover. Pretty fired up about it. I love them. Thanks. Swag.golf. Go check them out. Their putters and their covers. Without further ado, Alexa Pano. I hear this a lot on the men's side is mm-hmm. on the Corn Ferry Tour, guys tend to hang out together. They all kind of have the common goal of getting to the PGA Tour. And then when they get to the PGA Tour, it's a, lo- it's a lonelier game. A lot of guys already have their clicks or they have people around them, agents, coaches, those kind of things. Uh, has that expect been hard at all, Alexa? Is it is it kind of the same, the absent two, where you guys all are kind of chasing the same goal, so a little more travel together, stay in host housing together more often together, those kind of things. And then the LPGA, the few weeks I've been out there, by no means an expert, it, it seems to be that they're a little more uh, loners. Is that is that is that been your experience? Um. Kind of. I think last year on the Epson tour, I made a lot of friends that I wasn't really expecting because I have a tendency to kind of keep to myself sometimes. And um, it it was nice bringing those friends with me to the LPGA tour. And that's been really helpful because it can get a little bit clicky out there, but there's so many good people that I've gotten to meet. Um, But I think on the Epson tour, they definitely do... I never really traveled with anybody, but I definitely think there were more girls who did. But honestly, almost everyone gets along out on the LPGA tour. And mm-hmm. from for me, that's I have friends that I play practice rounds with, friends that I can go to pro-am parties with. So I, I haven't really felt kind of that lonely aspect that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do feel. But um, 
yeah, it's especially the second half of the year, um, getting to know people and like having those groups to play practice rounds and hang out with has been nice for me and um, has kind of kept me away from that. So you leading up your win, you played in the team event and then you had a month off and you touched mm -hmm. on it a bit, but kind of what changed in that month? I mean, did you find your game? Did you kind of reset? Because leading into that event, Alexis, I mean, you're kind of like on the outside looking in, you have to worry about mm -hmm. your card and, and all of the things that come with end of the year pressure. So in that month off, was there something you can specifically point to that changed or was it just like kind of relaxing and, and getting back to basics? Yeah, I think it was a lot of hard work. I remember putting in a lot of time um, during those off weeks and really focusing on my weaknesses because I felt like I had been trending in the right direction. I had played pretty well at the Dow event. I had had a few made cuts, made the cut in the major, but there were just little things that kind of were throwing me off. Like I had a couple of events where I was in good contention, even the major, and then the final round I'd kind of slip up or in the team event, we had a really good week, but I felt like I could really improve on my short distance putting. Um, and I really went to work on everything that I felt like could close those gaps. And, um, I accomplished that pretty well. So I think that's why uh, Ireland went so much better for me. And then uh, even after that. And so even this week being back home, it's not as long of a break. And maybe I don't have as many things to correct, but it's just trying to get everything better and more consistent um, for long stretches of golf coming up. I read just before we came on that you had never played Lynx golf before. Is that true before Ireland? I feel like I've played a little bit in the States, but mm. I'd never played um, true Lynx golf in Europe. Mm. Yeah. Even we played a junior Solheim Cup over there in Scotland. And that wasn't a very Lynxy course. It was a very Americanized golf course. And then I hadn't really played in Europe much before. And so that was my first time. And it was extremely humbling. Very. It, it was all. Well, not too humbling. You won. <laughs> I mean, well. <laughs> I only had to play the super linksy course once. Yeah. And okay, fair. so I was, I didn't even know that when I played it, I thought I had one more go around on it. And I was like, that's, that's going to be tough. But, um, but it was a good experience. I mean, it was one of, it was such a beautiful golf course in a great place. Um, and I'm glad that I got to get a good taste of links golf. So hopefully I'll be prepared when we go back over there. Well, not to Ireland next year, but back over to Europe next year. Like looking back on it, is it relief, Alexa? Is it, I mean, obviously there's happiness. You're now an LPGA winner. Uh, but I mean, I assume your play after, is it partly because, hey, like my, at least my next few years are set. You can take a breath. You don't have that, the pressure of your keeping your card or Q series or anything coming up. I assume part of it has to be a huge relief of like, hey, my future, at least temporarily, is set. I can just go play how I know I can play. Yeah, definitely the relief sort of thing is there. Um, like I said, the beginning of the season, I felt like I put a lot of pressure on myself or a lot of expectations that I wanted to accomplish. And now um, 
having gotten that win, like you said, kind of frees up the status part of it, but um, still a lot of goals that I have left to accomplish this year, but it's a lot easier playing when you're just um, out there playing to win and not worried about where you're finishing to move up into the top 100 on CME points. Now it's like, if I'm not like our last event in, um, the queen city event in Ohio, I kind of had a rough round was sitting a little bit on the cut line and, um, just kind of went for it the next day. I wasn't really worried about whether I made the Mm -hmm. cut or had to go home. It was, I wanted to shoot up as much as I could on the leaderboard. So, um, it's really nice having that freed up aspect and as a rookie, it's very nice. Cause I see, I've been outside the bubble. I know how stressful it is. And I see my friends going through that same thing. So it's nice to be out of that kind of mindset. And those are the little things that, I mean, that's not a little thing. Those are the things that change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you can go into that second round and go like, Hey, I'm, you know, obviously you want to make the cut the desire mm-hmm. is still the same to perform yeah. well but it isn't like you make the miss the cut and you go and go how many spots am i going to fall where am i in exactly. points you're just like hey i'm going to go get it. so you are freed up to maybe take another chance par five mm-hmm. instead of laying up you can push it the little things that a lot of people just don't see yeah definitely um i think that's a big part of um kind of the pressure that you can put on yourself is trying to focus a little bit too much on rankings and um it's but it's not something you can really avoid when you're sitting on that bubble because you're worried about what events you're going to get into whether you're going to be playing in the majors do i book a flight to europe do i not so it's not really something you can avoid um but now it is because i won so that's nice yeah all right you're dead for those that don't know alexa's dad caddies for her uh, how do you separate it, Alexa? How do you separate dad and caddy? Or is it impossible? Is this like your your dad and caddy, a daughter and player? Or do you guys have a conversation like, hey, I'm out here, I'm the boss? Or what? what is that? How do you manage that relationship? Yeah. Um, you know, it's never easy. I know a lot of people have struggled with um, having parents, caddy, or even other family members um it's not easy because you can kind of sometimes have a tendency to say things to them that you wouldn't say to other people but um the good parts of it for me have been super beneficial like my dad knowing my game so well and knowing the different shots i hit knowing my yardages super well so that has been super beneficial to me and i told everyone that i'll give him the credit ireland was definitely the best caddying he's ever done um he was so helpful that way. It kept me calm. Um, and we honestly just had fun. So the upsides for me outweigh all of the downsides there. And he's been doing a pretty good job this year. And I, I get on him whenever he like needs to walk faster or um, whatever it is. So I still have that little bit of like, dad, let's go hurry up. But, um, but I don't know. I feel like we've done pretty well, especially recently kind of managing that. What's what's the biggest argument over a golf a golf ball you've had? Do you remember like a deci- a one particular decision that you and your dad were like talked about in the car after? Is there one like you're like, no, this is definitely a layup or vice versa? Gosh, I think my so okay, 
little bit of backstory was I was on the Epson tour last year and yeah. I came in second um, in the Kinston event. And um, I had a four shot lead that ended up trickling down because I got behind a tree on this one hole and I was like, I'm going to go for it. And he was like, yeah. okay, whatever you say. Like, obviously it probably wasn't the right decision, but he kind of just agreed with me in that moment. Sure. And so I ended up heading to a playoff um, because that ball hit the tree and went in the water. And <laughs> so I go to a playoff. I lose to an eagle in the playoff. Um, and that kind of haunted me for a very long mm -hmm. time. Um, sure. Thought about it way too much. And so in the in Ireland, I was tied for the lead going into the final hole. But the final hole is a reachable par five. So that lead was not going to stand. I hit my drive into the left rough. It's a super narrow runway up to the green with water on the left and the pins tucked left. And I asked my dad like five times. I'm like, no, don't just agree with me just to agree with me. Do I yeah. go for this? Do I pull this out of the rough? Sure. And like every single time he's like, yes, yes, yes. And then like after I remember we got in the car heading home, he's like, I don't want to hear about Kinston ever again. We're putting this to bed. Like <laughs> it's done. You can go for greens in tough yeah. situations. So I I don't know if that was like, I don't know. If no, that's, that's good. Him, that's that's yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's great from a father daughter relationship, but just a caddy in general is just like, yeah. I mean, you no, have to be able to trust that the guy's telling you. If I would have punched out and still lost, it would have been like, damn, I punched out and lost because you yeah. told me to punch out, but it's always the caddy's fault anyway. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, Christina, for those that listen, Christina, I said, trust this club on one hole. And then she hit it like, she didn't hit it very well. She's like, don't ever say that to me again. And I was like, wait a minute. How the hell is this my fault? <laughs> it's just uh, always the caddy's fault. Yeah, 100%. All right. Last uh, little thing I want to cover. The uh, Alexa has the New England Patriots. I assumed it was a sponsor from the get-go, but I've read now that you put it on the bag. Just get, Your dad is a huge fan, head of season tickets for 40 mm -hmm. years. You put it on the bag, yeah. and it's worked. It's like maybe your agent decided or whatever as like kind of a, a cool thing. It would grab some yeah. attention and now a relationship has come from it. Yeah. I'm definitely very lucky to say that I'm sponsored by the Patriots. I've been a lifelong fan. And I think, like you said, I did put it on my bag at the U S women's open um, because that was the one week I was going to have a tour bag. And um, funny enough, the next week at Kinston, um my dad got an email um like basically saying that they wanted to make the partnership a sponsorship and mm -hmm. he thought it was a prank i thought it was a prank because there's just no way that's actually happening um but it's so cool they've been so supportive of me um and it's like i said the dream sponsorship um I think for my dad, it's very cool because he's been a fan for so long. But for me, it's just as cool because I've been a fan since as long as I can remember. Sundays were always for sitting down with my grandparents. My whole family would watch Patriots games. And um, even after I finished up in Ohio this past week, I finished up at about 4.05. And we like booked it to the hotel to make that 4.25 kickoff. So there will be a lot of that this season, I can already tell. Uh, Tom Brady reaching out to your agent has to be one as a lifelong Patriots fan has to be cool for you, obviously, but assume for your dad has to be one of the cooler moments for him. Yeah, he 
loves to talk about it because it's and i don't blame him at all i love talking about it um it's just definitely a dream come true and i'm really proud to be able to represent the best organization in sports so all right i suppose you're right there <laughs> as a lions bad. fan i mean i can't argue but uh yeah they are an amazing organization um what's the goals i mean I assume Solheim Cup would be a huge goal, Alexa. Majors, do you are you were like a goal and I know you're goal oriented and like you want to play well and improve and all those things. But is this like one, two, three, four, five type goals, or is it just get better and see what happens type? Um, I definitely have a few specific goals in mind. Um, you definitely mentioned a couple of them, but um. Yeah, right now, this week, I'm focusing on getting better, just trying to be the best I can be for the rest of the events. But um, I definitely have some places that I'd like to be next year around the same time. So Yeah, might be watching the Solheim <laughs> Cup with the thoughts that <laughs> next year you might like you might learn something on TV to be in, put in place in one year from today. For those listening that don't know, to get back on different years, than the Ryder Cup. The Solheim Cup has played two consecutive years. So uh, yeah. there is another team next year. Is the points <laughs> a two-year points or is it just one year, Alexa? Um, I don't really know. I guess I'll figure you win a, that If out. you win a bunch, you're going to be on the team. That's <laughs> exactly. That's kind of the mindset. But yeah. um, I guess I'll figure that out eventually. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, thank you. It was great to meet you. Uh, I'm a huge fan of... And so I look forward to uh, covering you on the, and when you make your run to the Solheim cup this year. So thanks for the time on and off. Yeah. Thank you so much. much. I'll look forward to reading more of your articles and podcasts and still being a fan. So.